This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. And today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. And I am back with another movie discussion. After last week doing Batman 1989, Avi and I are back now to discuss its first direct sequel, The Batman Returns from 1992. The second and last one directed by Tim Burton, continued now with Michael Keaton and with the villains The Penguin by Danny DeVito, Catwoman of course with Michelle Pfeiffer, and the human villain of Max Shrek played by Christopher Walken, which we will get to. Uh, welcome back on the program as my co-host and friend Avi. I know you said you actually saw Batman Returns before Batman '89 when you were younger. What was your first? What was your first experience now rewatching it as an adult, as opposed to the first time you ever saw Returns? Uh, well, first time I saw it, I thought it was like, like uh, uh, almost like a little cool time about they show about even like. Uh, I thought either that it was something that meant family friendly because it's meant to be like not like family friendly, but it's the only film that my dad like my only my dad likes to watch a movie about Danny DeVito's like bring to. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, slow down, slow down. You were say, you were saying, what about family friendly? This movie was not family friendly. No, no, not family friendly, but you know, it's the only, I meant to say, it's my, my, my dad's only, only, only film he watched as a comic book, the only Batman movie he ever watched. Uh, he likes about the very weird thing about they did, the, the character design for Danny DeVito is that. Wait, 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 wait. Before you get to the design of Danny DeVito, you said, what is this about in reference to your dad? He did or didn't do what? He, 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 the only Batman film he, he, he's very interested in that film. The, he hasn't the, seen. Has he? He wasn't into watching any any of the other Batman films. Not not likely, but only in Batman Returns. Hmm. It's the only film he, he, he only watched. It's about like uh, since it's very interested about Danny DeVito or because of like uh, you know that it takes place. It's a holiday, a holiday film. Like uh, it takes place around. Not, it takes place around Christmas time. Yeah. Either I wasn't raised to, uh, to know about Christmas, but uh, you know, it's very like uh, very too commercialism. Well, I would like I would like to hear um, what your dad thought of the nine returns movies because there's so many other Batman movies outside of Returns. But I guess you'll find that you can find out for your dad for me, so I can hear about um, what 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 his experience was with the nine with this with the movies that wasn't this one. But now let's go back to your last point. Outside of your dad, you were talking about the the the, 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 the design of the Penguin. The design. What specifically about design are you talking about? Because the design of Penguin is not like anything you read in the comic book. Because you want to do something like a very like a darker version, a very evil version about like a like a like if it's like a penguin looks like he's like a bird or something. Right. Oh, right. Well, let me say something about all that. So, in reference to the penguin stuff. So I know you mentioned before on Batman '89 about the the uh, the 2010 show Gotham. There was the uh, live action Gotham show they ran on Fox in the 2010s, yeah. and during that whole run of that show, the, pe- the the actor guy that played the Penguin was like he was meant to be one of the main characters throughout the entire show. So they had the TV Gotham version of Penguin, 
And then now with uh, the Batman, with Matt Reeves coming out soon, um, with um, Colin oh, Farrell, Colin Farrell with all that makeup, he's going to be his own special new version of the Penguin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. I think if I put a preview of the uh, of the new Batman version, that the Colin Farrell part Penguin doesn't carry the umbrella. Like I don't know whether or not he carries a. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure whether or not he carries a, a the, the umbrella. I just know that he the makeup looks like it's not even Colin Farrell. Like when you saw him as the villain in Daredevil 2003, as that uh, whatever that guy, bullseye. the bullseye guy, that looked like Colin Farrell, and he looked like Colin Farrell in all his other Colin Farrell movies. But with this Matt Reeves movie, it looks like you can't even tell it's him. It's all the makeup looked to look uh, like the Penguin character, I guess. And then, and then, of course, Riddler's going to be like looking like some sort of serial killer or whatnot. Um, but anyway, Batman Returns. You're talking about the design of the Penguin. Um, people. And also, he, and also, Dad likes. Uh... He likes uh, Chris Paul. He's a big fan. He's also like Christopher Walken's character. Yeah, let's go. Let's go over that now. Now that we do, we're done, pretty much talking about the Penguin. Right, yeah, well, Christopher, Christopher Walken is in a whole lot of movies. I can't, probably, who knows how many credits, so many he's in. Um, what's interesting um, to connect this to Bond is that Christopher Walken is a villain in both a Bond movie and a Batman movie. We know, of course, of uh, Matt, Max Shrek here in Batman Returns as the human villain that's not a penguin and not a Catwoman. And then he played the main bat villain in um, Roger Moore's last movie, 1985's A View to a Kill. A View to a Kill, yeah. And, and, and he's really good at... He, Go ahead, sorry. And also, the Max, and also his character, Max Schreck, is named after the, 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 the original actor, original Dracula actor yeah. in the Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, he does look like very vampire-ish, like if you he if marks a above. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll go back to the characters about all the characters in a sec. I want to talk for a moment about the direction of the movie. So Tim Burton directed this one and it was his last one because after Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers had it come out theatrically. Um, this is definitely not, this is definitely not a family movie. This is very, very adult and it's got a lot of adult violence and gore and sexual stuff going on, what, what have you. And so, this was Tim. I, I, I like Tim Burton uh, as Batman '89, not so much Returns, but Returns had a few good things going for it, which we'll get to the things we liked about Returns in a little bit. But like with Tim Burton, this is to me Tim Burton's Batman Returns is more like a. It's much more a Tim Burton movie to me than it is in an actual Batman movie. Like Batman himself has very little screen time. Like the movie is like two hours, and Batman's in the movie for like thirty-five or forty minutes of the screen time. Um, I do like how the signal introduced him in the beginning, but then again, like I said with Batman '89, him and Cor him and Commissioner Gordon don't have a relationship. Don't have a rela relationship like they do in the Dark Knight trilogy, or like it looks like they're gonna have in the Matt Reeves, where Pat Pattinson's talking to um, the Commissioner Gordon of the Batman, which is actually yeah. Felix Felix Slater from the uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies. Again, the connection to the two um, franchises, but um, yeah, it just seems more like a. A, a, a Tim Burton movie, very Tim Burton movie. It's supposed to be around Christmas time. Michael Gow as Alfred again. I liked Alfred in all of his movies, all four movies. I don't, I haven't really seen him in anything outside of Batman, but he passed away. But he's in all four: Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. The only two characters to be in all four movies is him, Michael Gow, and the guy that played uh, Gordon. 
And he made he even made Batman and Robin good with uh, as Alfred. But um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that about that in reference to the uh, regards to the direction. What did you make of the direction from Tim Burton as opposed to how he did Returns as opposed to this first one, Batman eighty nine? Uh, something like a very like a crudely designed about like uh, all the setting. Uh, he, he's very good about the ideas about the setting of the city and the and the zoo. Like uh, something like uh, what you know from your childhood imagination world. Well, the zoo, the, the zoo, the zoo, the zoo was good. The good, the zoo was a good setting. But the one you said outside of the zoo, I thought it just seemed like like a. Uh, like like, like like a studio like a studio thing like you can't really tell okay Gotham Batman eighty nine Gotham's in like Gotham City, uh, in parts of the Dark Knight trilogy maybe it was kind of like a realistic version of Gotham the Gotham in Matt Reeves the Batman looks like it's actually kind of bulky but also like kind of Gotham but I don't know like you couldn't really see much of how Gotham really was in Returns I didn't think as much outside of the zoo part to me. Um, I didn't think so, so much in the parts that weren't the zoo. Um, I do like, again, the Batmobile, same Batmobile from Batman 89. This would be the last time we see this, how this awesome Batmobile is, because they're going to have two different new Batmobiles in both Forever and, uh, Batman and Robin. Um, and then of course, but when we get to begin, when we get to begin, it's a a whole, it's a, uh, Tumblr tank. It's like a tank Tumblr. But, um, anything else you wanted to say, add on about, um... Before, any 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 thoughts about the more about the penguin and well, penguin penguin about the, about the penguin yeah you're saying it yeah no I just want to know what your what more thoughts you had about the penguin and Christopher Walken's character Max Shrek before we get to some other characters any less thoughts about both the penguin and Max Shrek's uh, Christopher Walken before you talk about some more characters. Well, sometimes they're like uh, almost like they all have a comment about the uh, penguin knows what Max Shrek do, do, doing, doing a dirty business. It's like, uh, and also he, he tells the- them about. No, I was going to say about that. He had a plot. In, in the movie at some point, Max Shrek's Christopher Walken had a plot about the power plants, the electricity of the power plants. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. What is, what's going what's gonna to go on with that? And then after that was talked about in the one scene, it was totally dropped throughout the whole rest of the movie. Like, he had this plan with the power plants and the electricity. Like, what was he going to do with that? And it totally wasn't... Was it? Was it the same? Was it the same plant that created Joker? I, I, I had a feeling. I all like I'm saying, well, all I'm saying is that when he mentioned the power plants in that one scene, that was supposed to be like, okay, that's a subplot. What's going to happen with this? With the power plants and what he's going to do with the power plants? And we, it, it totally dropped after he mentioned it. Like other scenes, they didn't even do anything with that. But I thought he was a scarier villain as the human Max Shrek, even more so than the animal character villains of Penguin and Catwoman. Like I, when he when he pushed when he pushed Selena Kyle out of that building, I don't. I've seen this movie more than a few times. No matter how many times I see this movie, every time they talk and he pushes her out of the building, I'm like still scared shitless every time he does that to her. And then, of course, she falls and would have died, but of course, because it's a comic book movie, no one ever dies in comic book movies, the whole cats lick lick her all up, then she goes back to her apartment and creates the Catwoman costume. So let's talk about that for a sec. What what did you make of uh, Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? Well, uh, sometimes, like... uh... I, th- I feel like I very like uh, I have very essential to her, you know, like because uh, I mean, uh, if I had a poster, I thought I, 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 like. Uh, do you still? Do you like, still? Do you still have the poster? 
No, it's a, little, it's a long time ago. As far as, as even had, I used to have a VH box a long time ago before I was for no longer used. But even though sometimes like, uh, but I remember where I have it back in return. So I merchandise. I have like a, a stamp, a stamp of parts. You know, st- you can stamp your hands and your and your books like your stamper. Oh, it has a m- model of, well, that, of the, you know, the bust of the pe- penguin and Batman. That sounds. You have a stamp thing of that stuff. Yeah, that, had the, had the, uh, underneath the that's, uh, underneath the shelf. That sounds cool. That that's, that's, that sounds cool. I'd like to see that stuff. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very underneath the shelf. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. Show that next. Show that to me next time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's that's if interesting. It, if, if it's for real, like if I can't, can't tell how, if I can move aside those books. Move aside those uh, shelf or the or the or, or the books about that could get toppled down. Yeah, show me show me some point soon. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, like you know, this was definitely like I said, this is definitely a Tim Burton movie. It seemed more of a Tim Burton movie than oh, yeah. a Batman movie. Oh, go ahead, sorry. About, about Catwoman. I yes. Think, uh, Michelle Piper. I think I was I was I was in love to her. Was it? I was young. Yeah, of course, of course, no doubt. I mean, she looks she looks really she looks she looks great in the uh, she looks really well really awesome in the um, in the Catwoman costume. Yeah. Um, every Catwoman's gonna. You know, I read behind the scenes about that. Turns out it was the, the, the costume that Michelle Fire wear, it's very too tight to almost make her face. But they had to get, keep a. Something had loose, her. It was a tight. Hair. It was a tight costume. She had a hard time getting in and out of it. And, and you know her face and her body. They, they had to give her talc powder to make it enough. Yeah. To make it up well, I mean, like I liked her as Catwoman, and she had the whip, and the costume looked great, and I liked how she talked when she was as Catwoman. Um, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is. I like her more as Catwoman so much in the costume, and not so, not so much. Um, I mean, I guess her as Selena Kyle's kind of okay too. And then, of course, tw- twenty years, yeah, twenty years, twenty years later, we'd get a different representation of, of Nolan's Catwoman. Where, when Catwoman was in Nolan's movie Dark Knight Rises, I don't really think Rises really needed Catwoman. I think that was kind of an extra character he had kind of added in that didn't serve too much of the plot. It was more about Bane. I don't think Bane and Catwoman should have been in the same movie, but that's just my opinion. But you know, when we get to Rises, we can talk about um, Anne Hathaway's uh, Catwoman and how she's different from this um, Burden one. But so I don't want to get too off topic on Rises yet. But um, um, yeah, I really did like Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I'm scared. A whole, I'm scared by Max Shrek, Christopher Walken. He's in a lot of good stuff. That, he played the two villains in those franchises. But um, I guess he, he played. Plays, and he also plays a villain in the like uh, the one about the true romance. He plays some like gangster. Type. Oh yeah, right. Your true romance, right? Well, who, and that was it. Was that a true romance? Was that directed by? Tony Scott. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, is he? I'm sure he's in a lot, a lot of movies. So, I'm sure there's got to be some movies he's in where he doesn't play like a bad villain character. Well, he plays in the Wedding Crasher, and and also like the one about like the and the the one the Deer Hunter. Yes, he was in the the Deer Hunt. I believe the Deer Hunter was 1978, which is a very long movie. I believe about some sort of military stuff and like the. Oh, Neil! Neil! Neil's calling me. Neil's gotta wait because we're doing our we're doing our thing now. I have to leave a voicemail. Uh, Neil! Neil from the grips calling me. But anyway, we're, we're, I'll answer. I'll call him back after the, our program. Okay, so. Okay, so what I was saying was the Deer Hunter. It's a very very long movie, and the first 50-55 minutes is a whole long wedding scene. 
The deer hunter that he's in is a big hole. A very, very long wedding scene. Hold on. Sounds very personal. No, what's personal? About the phone call. Oh no, it, it, it eventually the call went out. He'll, I'll call him back. Also, I just, you know, Christopher Walken, you, know, you, you remember he's also in the Steven Spielberg movie, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, yeah, he was in Catch Me If You Can, the Spielberg movie from 2002. And you're right, he was also um, the dad in The Wedding Crashers. Yeah, he also, and you know, he also played, his best known play is that he does, he also does dancing in real life. You know, like, uh, like he does dancing in the music video, Weapons of Choice. You mean that? Are you talking about the musical advertisement video? The music, the music video. The music. Video. Yeah, he danced funny in that little video. He danced. Yeah, no, no, no singer you know, like that. That's like okay, Moby or something. About it's just only himself about the those all dancing by himself, like in the like an empty hotel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I saw that video of him dancing in that thing. Yeah, that was funny. That was cool. Um, also, are you saying like outside of the musical video of him dancing, he like dances in real life for himself or whatnot? Yeah, like somebody has a theater or something, like uh, like almost like he does his own choreography. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, he does the dancing in real life and a lot of uh, movie roles. Yeah. Hold on, I'm just like. I'm like discombobulated right now because he called and left a voicemail while I'm trying to talk on here with you, and it's like it's throw, it's throwing off it's throwing off my whole thing. So I'm trying to stay focused. Okay, so yeah, Christopher Walken was in a lot of movies, and we talked about the penguin. We penguin. We talked about Christopher Walken. We talked a little bit about Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Um, well, hold on. That's what. Wait, wait. You're. You said about what the villains were doing, and then what Batman did. It. Batman also did. So let's let's separate all that, so we, so we don't get too confused with the two different storylines. Start with the yeah. villain. Start with the villain stuff first. So sometimes uh, we learn about the little sad history about Penguin, about childhoods, about being abandoned, about that's a that's a part of the plan about the Joker taking away all the babies, about the. Uh, you mean you mean the Penguin, the Penguin taking away the babies? Yeah, because he said about that. We, that we thought something about uh, as a, as a, the Penguin wants to be accepted to be in society. That's what all the that's what his character is about being accepted despite this. The spatial, spatial deformity and this, uh, the, and also like he wants to learn about his identity, about who he belongs. But even though he was secretly, he was secretly about uh, he was trying to. We thought we thought he was uh, checking his names about about his parents' name. Yeah, that was that was a ruse about really looking at the families. He was really, I guess, looking at the names of the actual son, sons to do. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the exact plans. Exactly with all that. I mean, towards the end, he was doing the things with the actual first persons. I don't know earlier if he actually really was looking for his family or if he just made to look like that and he was doing something else entirely. I just know as far as the family part there, again, the beginning of the movie, when he's, when he hit, when he's in a baby and he's thrown into the water, the dad of him is played by, uh, Pee Wee Herman. And Pee Wee Herman's woman character that was also in the Pee Wee Herman show. So they put him in. And then he does the whole looking up at the family thing. And then his father, then the penguin, would also play the Gotham. Gotham's dad, the Gotham dad of the penguin as well. So that was... Well, 
they, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 Go ahead, sorry. The mother plays the mother plays the penguin's mother, all of the Hermes. Both of them are worked together since the Pee-wee's bigger. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They both work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they both work together in the Pee-wee thing together. There, right? That's right. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. Um, you were saying the villains were coming up with a plan and stuff. Well, one thing what the penguin was doing during that was the penguin did that thing to the to the to the woman, and he went. The penguin wanted to make it look like Batman did it because everybody thought Batman did it because Batman was out looking out from there once she fell then they thought he did and he escaped with his cool little uh glider cape the, the glider thingy and then after that then sometime after that we got um batman doing the thing to make it look like penguin was bad during the political stuff yeah it doesn't feel about how can this way can expose uh, penguin's actual murder of the yeah, so that's what I'm saying about the woman and the Christmas tree thing. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 This movie was um. This movie was very dark. Like, I I've seen it many times, but like I said, I. And you know this movie's Batman Returns to me is a movie where it's like you either really like it or you really don't like it. I don't think there's too much middle ground for it. Like for me, like I like a few scenes, but like I said, Batman wasn't in it enough. It was more about the villains again, just like a Joker was in '89, and it was just it was even darker and was just more like twisted. Um, I, I've seen it a few number of times, but it's one of the ones I watched the least of them all. Um, uh, let me see what else so yeah Gotham again you thought it was you thought Gotham was done well I think yeah for the Zooey thing but I think Gotham by the the community stuff I just think it looked like they were doing by a set and it wasn't really Gotham Gotham like in other movies uh, myself also, yeah go ahead and also you have a penguin penguin the one that has been raised at the zoo about those penguins are, aren't real. They're actually like mechanical stuff. That's where they use a, like a, almost like special effects where they have a, a, all the army of penguins to do. You said they're. You said you said they're not real. Are, are you sure? Are you totally sure they're not real? Did you look that up? I read. I read behind the scenes about that. I read some bit of trivia about that. It's like some are where they're like in the costumes. So they're like uh, others like uh, like the little penguins are mechanical. But like uh, even the one they wear like a special arm, rocket armor where they got planned to. Father destroyed the Gotham City when they go into the square. You know, okay. The only okay. The only thing I know for sure is that this movie came out in the summer of 1992. It was very dark, very adult-like, very um, not for kids. And that Mike M McDonald's had to shut down their toys because this movie is not for kids. It was for adults, which is why in the third movie, the different direction was to make it much lighter with Forever, which I'm sure we both have a lot to say about Forever in 1995, which will be after first the uh, mask. The phantasm animated thing because that's the only animated thing I really want to talk about that that came between the two. Um, well, like uh, there's another directed video about uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. That's also a good one. I how I mean I'm, I'm, we're not going to review that one. You can give a, give a few quick quick thoughts about that one. Alright, uh, uh, sometimes like uh, nothing was uh, nothing was good about the. Uh, even there's nothing to say about fact or behind the scenes, but in, in Max Strike's apartment when they brought before that the the, the, the circus gang destroyed that on that night, but 
Wait, 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 before you get back to the return stuff, what were some last quick thoughts you want to say about the other animated movie, uh, Return of the Joker or whatnot? What did you want to say about Batman that? Beyond. Batman Beyond. Batman, Batman Beyond movie. What did you want to say about it? Because even though it's, despite there's a director video, but I think it's the best one that all the other that's, that's related to the DC anime universe about the feels about the takes place a futuristic about about the futuristic version of Batman about after this way retired. It shows what happens if the if Joker's still coming back about the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you like that one for the animated, but again, for me, the top animated movie of animated movies for me is 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm, but that's cool yeah. that the Batman Beyond thing um, you like for your reasons as your own thing, yeah, with the Joker. I'm glad you uh, have a, a different opinion of which animated, you like that Beyond thing of Joker-ish thing, and I like Phantasm, which also had Joker. So we have Joker, but a different, one was Batman, the animated series type one, the other was Batman Beyond. So now, what what was the thing you were going back to then about Returns? Well, in, in Max, Max Shrek's suites about before, in the very beginning, well, you miss uh, the paintings, of, uh, one of those paintings about, or the model, he has as a painting paintings of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, yeah, all right. Oh, and I'm um, right, right. Um, Max Shrek as Christopher Walken in his office in his room. There's a picture with um with him next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of the painting, some kind of painting. Oh, right, right. Something, something that showed, uh, something that showed, um, something that showed uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is funny for two reasons. One, because Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger did two movies together. Twins. Twins in 1988. And the junior movie in '94, and that and that he would be Mr. Freeze two movies later in Batman and Robin. So the fact that the fact that um, um, Christopher Walken, Max Shrek had uh, Schwarzenegger in a picture, and those connections make it all kind of interesting there. Uh, another thing with actors' connections about that is uh, Dane DeVito worked with Jack Nicholson before. Like once in the one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Terms of Endearment, and Hoffa. But Batman and Batman and Batman Returns are both separate separate ways about playing the other more of the world galleries of Batman. Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito were together in a few different movies. And and Danny and Jack Nicholson was also in a few movies with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, like and the and the and the and what do you call those? The the wolf and the and I remember That was that that was one of them, yeah, Wolf and then something else. And then another connection that act connects with Michelle. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer works with other Batman actors, like once the Kimmer and voice acting in the with Prince of Egypt, Christian Bale and the. Wait, wait, Prince of Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt was Val Kilmer. You said she was also she was also in Prince of Egypt. Voice acting. Oh, he's voice acting in it. And what were the other ones? And she works with Michelle. Michelle Pfeiffer works with Christian Bale and. And the Shakespeare adaptation of *A Midsummer's Night's Dream* in 1999. Yeah. Now, I want us to discuss more about Batman Returns and the connections of everything, but before we get more into Returns and the discussion, we're going to stop now for a quick commercial break. 
I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute... We'll distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, and we're back. And we talked a lot about the villains and uh, a little bit of the direction and the animated movies a bit. But we haven't actually talked a lot about Batman, Bruce Wayne and Batman himself, Michael Keaton in his second performance in the role. And thankfully not his last because he's going to be in a bit, at least some part somehow in Flash in November with the Flash movie, but what did you make of Michael Keaton and how he played Batman his second time in Returns as opposed to his first time in 89? What did you like and dislike about Batman, Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton and Batman Returns? Well, yeah, he might be very great, great about it. About, even I like about the even I like about introducing again when he's all alone in the manor when the police are inside the sound of signal. That's my favorite scene about the uh, the bat signals that lights up, but that's where the where they get a good sense to know that something happens. Like that's a that's a good very, very great. Scene. That was that was definitely a, a scene of the movie that will be watched many years after it came out to be liked for sure. Not too soon after that signal came up, and he was outside with trying to go over um penguins goons in the outside stuff he took the guy the guy the bald guy that was fat uh he took he just took a bomb and basically just threw him down in the sewer and the guy just just exploded and died like that's only that's a very rare thing about that batman did did kill one one of them but he only batman only did spare spare things that leave it to police but this is only one he did kill well no well tim tim burden's batman of michael keaton definitely killed ben affleck's batman definitely killed and even though even though supposedly chris nolan had a no kill rule for batman in the dark knight trilogy he's there's a few times where he un, unknowingly killed people as well so the only actual live action batman movie where batman doesn't actually kill anybody is batman and robin from 1997 in any other movie he somehow kills somebody well well sometimes like uh but a good thing about like uh, we, uh, uh, another thing about in the end of Dark Knights about the he took the blame for the the death of Harvey Dent mm-hmm. about that way it's like if it now becomes a, like almost now becomes a murderer we don't that we never never know about it. I mean, it looked like he. Well, I don't know if two did if if Two Face. Uh, fell to his death or by Batman pushing him Batman also kind of killed him also so I don't know like how the killing goes but did did, did yeah. Two-Face die himself or did, did that ba- uh, Batman's well, push about the, uh, Batman pushed out to save the uh, Commissioner Gordon's son about the even, uh, even, even he didn't save Harvey Dent, but he only saved the, the commissioner's son about the, and that's where the, 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 where the
Well, well, again, like I said, with Gordon and all that stuff, uh, Gordon is better represented in the Dark Knight trilogy, and it looks like in the Matt Reeves Batman with the new Batman. Um, but in this, in, in these, in these twentieth century, twentieth century movies, the guy that plays Commissioner Gordon really doesn't have a whole lot to do, and doesn't really connect and have a relationship with Batman like he does in these other yeah. further future movies. Yeah. But um, I, 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 go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. And that's okay about that. You know what I think I like about that? How they, they how they able to find that? I don't know how the Joker's uh, gang, I mean, not Joker, Penguin's gang, you know, the circus gang, yeah. how they know where to get the diagram about the Batmobile. They plan to do the uh, hijacking and to make a remote control. I mean, I, I guess, would you call that a plot hole on how they have that yeah. or, yeah. I mean, I the, for whatever reason they had it. The, 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 to not be, it's such a short movie, it's two hours, they don't know how, I guess that's a bit plot hole, but somehow they have it, but they definitely dissemble it, break it up, and, and it wasn't until once Batman's actually in it driving it, he finally figured it out to break the thing on the bottom, and then felt, and then, and then felt it from breaking it open, which just ended at just the right time, or else it would have hit that old lady right from the thing, but the same Batmobile, but yeah, they had to plan with the Batmobile, and he he was able to fix it in time, thankfully. But um, yeah. So the Batmobile is back from Batman eighty nine. But instead, of like Batman eighty nine, when they had the high the high thing, the high copter, the high flying copter he had in the at the end of eighty nine with uh, Joker's um thing in the parade in return. What's the, yeah, the bat plane, because it's called a bat plane. And returns also outside of the uh, Batmobile. He has the flying little through the sewers, the whole little. I don't know, yeah, like going through a sewer plane. Yeah, like a boat type thing, a boat. And then a boat returns also at the end of forever. Um, but yeah, like a boat type thing. Um, I, I like that the... I like that the it's it's still a really cool costume. I his costume is redesigned a bit more from '89 to Returns to be slightly different, but I like both the costumes in both Batman '89 and Batman Returns and the beginning of Forever. But then after the beginning of Forever, the rest of the uh, costumes post the beginning of Forever kind of go downhill after being black and being in Forever. But um, that's just what I want to say about the costumes. Um, uh, so also what I, uh, what I like about it is uh, about the about the chemistry between the the Selena and the Bruce Wayne about oh they they definitely they definitely had really good chemistry and I think if we want to compare the Batman and Catwoman chemistry in Batman Returns to the chemistry or lack thereof in The Dark Knight Rises, you could really tell for sure yes they have chemistry in Batman Returns between Catwoman. And Selena Kyle and Batman and Bruce Wayne with Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton, but I don't think we could say the same chemistry between the same chemistry with um, Dark Knight Rises Catwoman. I don't think it was the same. It was, it is not as good. Here's the thing about that in the ballroom, you know, all got a costume gala because Bruce Wayne and Selena only people doesn't wear the costumes because. Even now, they finally know their identity about their little trip, and they mentioned about mistletoe. That's not how they know the secret. But yeah, the mistletoe, the mistletoe, the, the mistletoe, yeah, the mistletoe was a good line. The mistletoe was a good line. Um, I want to give another quick, um, Bond connection. Not only did Max Shrek be the bad guy in Returns, but also play a Bond villain in A View to a Kill, but one of Penguin's goons, the guy that, uh, did the transport, um, who was also, who was also in, um, who was also in that 1975, Tomorrow never, um, never dies. Tomorrow never dies. Yes, Tomorrow Never Dies. You know what I'm talking about. With the same, yeah. he, both, both in it. Um, yeah, and also, another thing about that, that thing about the person, about the, 
Chevrolet. Yes, that's his name. Ghost. Say it again. Oh, the ghost movie he's in also. The, the yeah, oh, he's in that also. Yeah, he, he passed away. He passed away also, but you said he was in Ghost as well with that thing. I didn't really see too much of Ghost, but that's interesting. But yeah, he was in stuff. Well, um, he, so Danny DeVito and... Danny DeVito and some other people were in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You mentioned that as one of the movies earlier. Have you actually seen that movie in its entirety? Uh, one Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, but what, what did you, you saw parts of it at least uh, a little bit? What did you make? What did you think of one flew one flew over to cuckoo's nest? Well, it's very like uh, part sentimental, part sentimental in the beginning about like what's like in a psychiatric hospital, but in the end, it's very sort of very too like. Uh, it's sad. Like, it's sad because at the end, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen a 1975 old movie from 40 some years ago. But at the end, Jack Nicholson's character, the main character, he gets killed by Nurse Ratchet by the thing that she uses to kill him with. Yeah, the lumbanomize. Yeah, the When he was trying to help and connect to the Native American character. But yeah, yeah, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, uh, Danny DeVito, Jack Nicholson. I believe it even has Christopher Christopher Lloyd. I believe. Yeah, Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. And then was um was the guy from Tomorrow Never Dies and Returns? Was he also in that too or no? What, what, what? Was the guy from Tomorrow Never Dies? Um, uh, yeah, they, he's in it also. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to touch on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, because I know you talked about that a bit earlier. I just wanted to see how much of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest you've actually seen. It seems like you've seen a enough large amount of it. Um, just As far as female villains, uh, Nurse Ratchet is definitely a very bad, bad woman. Um, yeah. That becomes, it's a Netflix show. Yeah, they're then turned into a Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, when I get, when I turn on Netflix, it's just to watch the comedy, the stand-up comedy. Alright, so now you didn't see the Stranger Things or the... No, I didn't see any of that, no, no. No, no, but whoever, I know you mentioned Stranger Things before. For whoever likes Stranger Things, that's good. I just, the majority of what I put on Netflix is just to watch comedy or stand-up comedy. Or documentaries, or we watch Netflix. Sometimes, sometimes documentaries, yeah. Um, yeah, they, I, the chemistry again. Ba- Batman and Catwoman returns. Definitely, like you said, a chemistry. The whole thing with um, the mistletoe, and we're we're gonna we're not talking about rises because that's a whole other episode. But the same chemistry cannot be the set in rises with the Batman and Catwoman. I don't think. Um, um, Batman Returns. What other things about Returns did we not yet talk about to get deep into? Well, something like uh, about. How the Penguin wants to be running as a mayor. Oh, let's talk. Yeah, that's an. Yeah, we we yeah we talked we didn't we talked about Penguin early in the beginning, but that part of it, yeah. And again, that's a thing taken out from the Batman at the Batman live show from the '60s. Penguin was trying to do politics in the Batman of the '60s show, and now they tried to burden brought that back again, as you said, with the politics in terms of him trying to become the mayor. Yeah. yeah, and then Batman stopped this whole mayor thing with the whole the disc thing and recording, the recording, yeah. During the hijacking, hijacking the Batmobile, like, uh, like, hey, just relax. About yeah, the same line about when the when he's taunting Batman, Batman, when he's remote remote control the, the Batmobile. Yeah, you mentioned about the, the remote. You mentioned about the the thing about the remote control of the Batmobile. You said your favorite scene was when the bat lit up and the get the bat sign lit up for him to do to go go back to work again. What other scenes or 
um, what other scenes did you like in Returns outside of the um, outside of the bat light coming on? And what were some memorable quotes from Returns that stood out for you? What other scenes did you like first? Outside of the outside of, outside of the the bat the bat the Batmobile being hijacked in the thing, and outside of the bat light, what other scenes did you like? Well, I like uh, one other thing like I like about like um, uh, 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 I forgot what it is about the uh, uh, something like um, uh, let me think about that. Uh, but here's like, give me a like about like uh, but like uh, hey, hey Max, remember me? But like uh. Oh yeah, 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 that right. Once, um, once Max Shrek is down inside the sewer with Penguin, and he says about the fr the friend and his thing. Yeah, that was a good line with that. that I know. Yeah, that was in the when he's still in the sewer. Um, then he had a son. He had a son that was trying to do a, a younger version of Christopher Walken and seeing or whatever. Um, no idea. No idea how old the difference is. Um, his son is actually a muscle builder. Muscle builder. Okay. Can't tell like what's deep underneath his coat about this. I've heard coat about if he's like defending his father or something. Oh, okay, yeah. But like the makeup and all, the makeup on how Penguin is, um, he looks and what he does. He just his plans. Whenever a plan backfires, he's all these alternative plans. Plans. He's like he's biting off people's noses, and it just. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is definitely not for children, so, uh, I can see, but it's unfortunate because, again, this was Tim Burton doing, like, after they saw how well Batman 89 did and they let him back to be directed in returns, like, this is him going all out on what he really, really wanted to do. And then when he did what he really, really wanted to do, they wanted to bring him back for a third movie. He produces forever, but that's about it. And wow. the only thing else when he produces forever that was brought back from Batman 89 is when Batman is taking over fighting Two-Face's goons uh, in the beginning of forever. They have the one goon that does the similar like um, sword and fighting thing that they did in 89. Yeah, like, like a blade type. Yeah, like the blade type. So that was like, oh, that must have been Tim Burton giving the input on that one little part. Because outside of that and his name being called Burton as the guy between the, the prison thing of the thing, outside of those two things, it was really a whole big production of Schumacher, which we'll get to a little bit later with Forever coming up. But Batman Returns was definitely dark. It was definitely... It's either... when You either really like it or you really don't like it. Um, I know you saw that first. It was the first time you saw Younger. When you first yeah. saw it, did it, like... Did any of it scare you? Or did you give you well, nightmares? I was scared about the, very, uh, the ending. I was scared about the ending, about the main death, but... But good thing is about of that. Who's, who's oh, death? Who's death? Penguin, Penguin's death. Oh, Penguin's death, yeah. Basically, how Penguin died kind of is Batman made the controller have all the penguins go against him, and that and the penguins then put him down like that. And then when you think he's still alive, because he's like, I just want to kill one more time, and he's gushing, and I need some water, and then he just finally falls down, and then it just has all the penguins that still kind of want to oh, help him true. bring him oh, down into the... Session into the procession there, yeah. And then, yeah. speaking of which, also around the same time with Penguin, Catwoman likes to use her little thing from earlier, the little taser device, and uses yeah. the taser to kill Max Shrek. Yeah, but then there's the ending about there is some hope besides that. It turns out, 
you may know about the ending about the, uh, the, 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 the Bruce Wayne feels sad about the uh, Selena Kyle's missing about like uh, but also in the end of it she all what they have is you have is uh, left behind her, is uh, her, her cat about to look after and then it shows about back to the again there there's hope about that cat woman will return despite she has nine lives that's what they say about that well, the thing with her there at the end after he did that stuff with the cats at the end actually that was one of the last minute things they put it cost a lot of money to add that at the end with the whole her thing at the top looking at the bat signal that was like a last minute thing they added to sh what's that yeah 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 it was kind of a tease but she never really came back there were talks of her coming back with stuff but that never happened but it's nice how it ended with her just looking looking up at the signal or something at the end like that as opposed to how 89 ended but yeah i liked batman 89 i like little things about returns it would have nice to have been seeing tim burton do a third movie um which i'm sad we never got tim burton doing a third movie but at least at least a much older batman bruce wayne with michael keenan is coming back in some form with the new flash movie in november Here's another connection about the about about the Michael Keaton and the Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. Both of them end up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But yeah, Michael Keaton was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Spider-Man: Homecoming. He plays a that he plays a vulture. The vulture, yeah. And also, and also Michelle Pfeiffer mm -hmm. is in the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. He plays the, the first Wasp. And, and Ant-Man and the at the second movie, Ant-Man Two, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah, I, I know she was in that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, and uh, I believe they've recently finished filming Ant-Man 3. Well, that's what it is. But even if she makes some cameo appearances during the, in the Avengers Endgame and sees some part of the funeral about the... Oh, really? Oh, wow, that too? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, because that's part of the Tony Stark's funeral. They always see all the cast come together to attend the funeral, like the Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the... the, the Hawkeye and uh, right. Wanda. And oh, okay, so she's in. Uh, she's in with stuff with that. Okay, cool. Um, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman again did some more of the musical score. Uh, the, the, I like the. Even though, even they, they, the musical score, they had so a different theme. Like even the most important is that the Catwoman cat theme. Like it's all like a string, the strings. What did the um Catwoman theme kind of sound like a bit? Trying to try to do a little bit of it. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that was interesting, yeah. Something like, uh, like a string, like, uh, something like, uh, something like, uh, like, a, like, uh, the cat with the middle part. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that was good for that of it, yeah. Again, the, the music in these Batman movies, they do really well with the music aspect. Um, but again, like, like, you said your dad likes to watch us a lot. Like, does he have any feel? Does he have, does he... Just the one, that's what I'm saying. Does he have any feeling or connection to any of the other Batman movies? Well, sometimes, uh, like, uh, a very, uh, that, that, cause the Dark Knight is very true realism about, like, uh, very true, like, uh, really, like, you're very inspired to become the, inspired ter terrorism about, like, a Dark Knight with a Joker and, like, very true menacing. Yeah? I'm, I'm sorry, we're talking Batman Returns. What was this about Dark Knight? Uh, well, Dark Knight doesn't like it cause it's very true menacing as they're very true, like, uh, very too real. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, parts of Return seem real also with how some of these villains were all as well, but I guess uh, the Nolan movies and this are different and the same in kinds of different ways um, from each other. I would like to know what he thought of the other non-Return movies. Um, 
We're going. By the way, about, about the Dark Knight. When we get to the Dark Knight after begins, we're gonna spend two whole episodes on Dark Knight because that movie. There's so much to talk about with that. So we're gonna do um, discussion of the Dark Knight Part One, and then the following week do a Part Two right after and talk about it for like, double the time as opposed to any other movie. Because um, you're just because so, I'm sure you'll have connections, trivia, things to say about the characters and the story. So much to say about the Dark Knight that's gonna be a two part episode, Part One and Part Two, and two different episodes for that. Um, we're now 47 minutes in. It cuts me off at 55. So let's go over now. Um, any other Batman Returns things you want to say? And then final thoughts about it all? And uh, then, yeah. Uh, about the Pang- more about Penguin. More about okay. yeah, the, the Penguin original character about comic book. Yeah, he, he smokes as a cigarette holder and, mm-hmm. a, and wears a, like a monocle, like, mm-hmm. just like a, a comic book does. But this one, the only mention of is about the only just like his father does. You know, about... But he only does uh, the the penguin the Dan DeVito just briefly spit out the cigarette holder about the doesn't have a chance to smoke or something yet. What was it? What was it about? What was it about the smoking? About the the penguin's trademark is a a cigarette holder and a. And the monocle, the one, the one glass. Okay. Well, you we were talking. I'm not sure about that all that part, but I know you. I, we were talking about the umbrellas earlier, and in returns, he definitely had an umbrella for almost anything. Like in every every scene, anytime he used a uh, umbrella on Shrek or with Catwoman outside or just for other things outside of those two, his umbrellas always did a different thing for every scene he was in. The umbrellas always did something different. All right. But also, what do you think about the, do you believe that, that any cats have nine lives about, like, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, that, again, that was more like how she died off the building, and then cats have nine lives, so she thinks she has nine lives. No, I mean, seriously, like, where she, she was shot so many times at the end, and she would have died from the fall in the beginning before, like, when she got off that, off that, that building in the first part. Again, like, I think it's comic booky, so no one ever dies. So, no, I think with no nine lives, you would have been shot or dead, or fall, the fall or the shots would have killed you before if it was reality. So, no, that was like, you don't really have nine lives. Maybe cats do, but not humans. Well, even if there's a scientific le- a scientific term about the nine lives, about yeah, it was it was about the nine lives about it. About the only thing I can want to say, what was was it about nine lives? No, I was just gonna say. No, I was just gonna say that um, in my backyard, uh, next to the entertainment center, the TV, a few different times recently, I've seen cats outside. A cat outside, and I'm not a cat person. I'm more of a dog person. So it was just eerie seeing the cats, the cat outside my backyard a lot. But anyway, yeah. Here's a, here's a interesting fact about the nine lives. Okay. The cat. Mm-hmm. While cats don't actually have nine lives, many humans believe this myth is because cats are able to survive falls that would surely be lethal to most humans. When they fall, cats have the natural ability to twist their body around and land on their feet. You and they are dropped from the, the, the from the very high places. Oh, so they have more of a way to survive as opposed to humans with that. That's interesting. Yeah, because that's why maybe that the shell pipe camera would shoot and twist her body do like a like a like a little flexibility to the. Uh, Actually, her, her flexibility is really well. Liked her flexibility. Liked how she went after stuff. Looked great in the costume. Had the whip. And she's okay as Selena Kyle, too, but I really liked her as Catwoman. But we're now 50 minutes in. It cuts off at 55. So just so that I don't run over and lose my lose my thing up for the rest of all the good stuff we have with this so far. Um, at, what, rewatching this, have seen this as an adult. Um, 
and I'm still thinking of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. There's so much to talk about that movie too. Maybe we should do like a separate episode entirely on One Flew, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest if you're up for that. If not, that's okay too. Which is we a lot of the character, a lot of the actors were in it. But anyway, but anyway, um. Re-seeing this as an adult, not when you first saw it, but as an adult, if you had to great or rate, great or raid seeing Batman Returns as an adult, what would you give this? Uh, seven. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's good. Seven out of ten is good. Yeah. I would say so also, a seven. It's, it's got a few good things, but to me, there's not enough Batman in this movie. It's too much about the villains, and it's quite dark and sad and depressing. And it's one of the movies I personally watch the least. I'll watch Batman. I'll watch Batman and Robin over this. Um, I Batman Returns is my least favorite of all these. Um, what about you? What do you? What is your ranking of which ones you like and don't like? Maybe a B, B plus B. Yeah. Oh, because I don't like the ending. I don't like the ending, but like you said, it's very depressing and makes me sad. Yeah, it's a very sad, very sad and depressing ending. They went in a totally different direction in Forever, which we'll get to after Mask of the Phantasm. But yeah, for sure, the ending was eh. uh, Batman '89 had a happy ending. Uh, we'll get to Forever later on, but yeah, um, I think that's. That's all of our main thoughts about Batman. Uh, Batman Returns. I like how you connected it. To, I liked how you co- uh, connected the actors and actresses to so many other things. Especially, I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that um, that Michelle Pfeiffer was in a movie with Christian Bale. I didn't even know that. Like for sure. Wow. Midsummer Night's Dream. Which was in what in '99? They but in '99 they both did that. What well, did yeah. they did they have scenes together or? Well, separate. Oh, okay. Separate. Oh, well, yeah, that's cool. Well, when we get to Forever, we know that um, the Nicole Kidman was with did a lot of the was with a lot of the Batman actors as well. Yeah, and also she later starred in another DC films in the Aquaman. Yeah, right. When it's connecting to Aquaman, yeah, it seems like later on they'll go into Marvel and DC in these extra current twenty first century, um, twenty first century comic movies as well, for sure. Yes. Well, I think this was a nice, thorough, deep conversation about all things Batman Returns with the actors and actresses and characters of what they were in connecting wise. A little bit, a little bit of trivia. Um, any other memorable quotes outside the one you mentioned? Any other quotes you also like? Well, maybe I like about the uh, something like uh, like uh, about the Catwoman's line about like uh, even I like about something like uh, she she has a few good lines. Yeah, she does have a few good lines. You know, like a very rare thing about like something about the about the cat about Michelle Pfeiffer is very very challenging to almost eat the whole bird about the oh yeah I think no they they said she really did that she really really did that and she did not like doing that but she did it for real the part with the bird in her mouth was actually really done for real that's what I read I read that she did it for real she did, she, I read she literally she really did that part for real with the bird in her mouth that was really good how she did that for real alright now just reached 54 minutes in I hope you guys all listen really enjoyed this discussion of Avi and I talking about Batman Returns with all sorts of details in our next episode together we'll be talking about the Batman animated series movie 93 between Returns and Forever with Batman Mask of the Phantasm and then we got finally got to talk about so many things with Batman Forever with um, Schumacher's take on it and a different tune that I'll be doing in the beginning. I know the Schumacher tune as well, how, how they start that. Um, so 
Um, any let? Uh, oh no, it's gonna be 55 and 30 seconds. Okay. Um, this is Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC talking about Madman Returns, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>